Like Fun is a craft beer and comedy podcast that offers a brief respite for women and men with real responsibilities. Featuring Greg, a tall, dark, everyman who knows what he likes, and Josh, Like Fun's resident beer quality expert. Together, our hosts take you on a journey of inebriated mirth so wondrous, it will feel as though you are having something like fun. Like Fun is not for kids. Unless those kids are from Wisconsin and accompanied by a legal guardian. If that's the case, come on, kids. Have a seat, throw one back, and listen up. Because life is too short not to like fun. That happens partially in my backyard, partially in Josh's, I don't know, what, dining room, Josh? Yeah, part, uh, studio dining room. <laughs> All right. And uh, there's a cardinal staring at me. It's like fun. <laughs> Keeps it positive and uh, uh, talks about beer and shit. And uh, today uh, uh, I am Greg, and I usually am, but today I still am. And this is Josh. <laughs> and this is definitely our best episode yet. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, we are we are recording where I am. I guess I am broadcasting in from a uh, separate location. I'm at my house because I am packing to leave the state tomorrow. So, so you are um, one day out of of school. I think is that correct? Uh, yeah, kids stopped yesterday. But I have to work. I had to work today, and I got to work tomorrow. Hmm. And then uh, I get, uh, you know, a little over a month off. But then I got to start back up. So, nice. Uh, yeah. What about uh, what about you, Josh? What are you up to? Oh boy, it's uh, so instead of me going on vacation, my um, uh, associate who does um, some of the work or half of the work is on vacation. So I'm stuck doing all of the work at work. So that's oh, where cool. that's where I'm at. So the opposite of vacation, double work, double, double secret work, I guess. Double work, double pay? No, not at all. (laughs) But yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be fine. And um, the nice thing is I get to go in, like I'm going in at like crazy in the morning, like five in the morning. So I can um, justify leaving at like two if, if it's not too crazy, so. So I get to come home and enjoy the Wisconsin summer weather, which is always nice. Yeah, it ain't too bad. We've had a great run of weather lately, that's for damn sure. Yeah, like... Not a drop, not a drop of rain. Yeah. Yeah, I've had to actually, like, water the grass in June, which almost never happens in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, all right, Josh, so uh, what, is, uh, what is good? What is good with me? Um, I don't know if, if the listener can pick up my son screaming in the background but um what's well yeah what's good with me is yeah you can hear him wailing um no uh what's good with me is uh nostalgia 
So I've told Greg about my my latest, you know, like uh, psychotic endeavor, um, where I soft modded my old Wii. So, oh yeah, yeah. So it could play like a ton of old games, you know, like uh, Chrono Trigger, and uh, you know, I got uh, Super Punch Out for NES, and and the, the list goes on. Mega Man. Yeah, Mega Man X, Mega Man X Two, and then I think I have one of the old old. Like, the really difficult one, I can't remember if it was Mega Man 2 for Nintendo, which, anyway, it wasn't difficult, it just didn't make any goddamn sense. Um, I really need to get, I, I just remembered Battletoads, I remember in third grade, Battletoads oh, was, like, super difficult. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so um, so I soft-modded my Wii, which is basically just where you throw um, WAD and ISO files onto a hard drive, and then you can play all of your old games, you can upload them or if you really want to you can like illegally um download them in my opinion it's kind of if you owned the game in your lifetime to me it seems like a like a legal gray area i feel like if you paid for the game in 1993 technically you should be able to still play it even though that battery is super gross and old and it'll never you'll never be able to save a game on that old battle car- battletoads cartridge right but the nostalgia thing is is um so like uh these games like the the game that my son really um got got um excited about is um Smash Brothers Brawl which was for the Wii um maybe mm-hmm. two generations ago and like just he went crazy for it like um I think it combines the um cartoon violence and like a bunch of characters that he recognizes and like can point out and like say who they are but he's just super excited about it Can you play it yet? Oh yeah like it's pretty nuts so like he picked up on it like the learning curve like it's a pretty simple fighting game if you'll remember there's really only like each character really only has like four moves they can do is this the one was that the one with jigglypuff yes yeah jigglypuff made his or her premiere on uh yeah brawl yeah jigglypuff and like the villain from star fox wolf were like the two big ones i think that they didn't reveal until it was released but yeah, no, he, uh, yeah, he can actually like beat me maybe like one out of every 70 matches that we play. And we've literally, we've played, I think we're up to like 453. You can tell because when you're playing on the new hard drive, you have to start a new game and you have to play yeah. 450 matches to get Wolf. And we just got Wolf today. So nice. since we put it on there, yeah. But yeah, so that's what's good with me. It's, uh. It's super worth it. If you have an old Xbox or an old, like the original Xbox or an old Wii, you can like go back onto that and stick a USB hard drive in and download a couple of files and play all your old games um, without having to worry about cracking your old disc or carts or what, what have you. I would highly recommend um, wow. sinking back into the 90s. I think everyone wants to go back to the 90s. Uh, no one wants that. No, you don't. Want- no, literally, no, no human being except for now. I'm I'm starting to realize that people are like thinking they do, but <laughs> nobody actually wants it. But like uh, the like JJO in town, mm-hmm. the radio station, every weekend does nothing but '90s weekend. Yeah, yeah. Which is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I can only listen to here comes the fucking rooster. <laughs> so many times. This this is coming from well, maybe this was early aughts, but coming from a guy who um, was that two episodes ago we were singing Third Eye Blind. 
That wasn't the night. Was that the nineties? Yeah, that was the nineties. I think it was late nineties, early aughts. Come on, Third Eye Blind. Uh, Third Eye Blind. That was that was mid nineties. Was it? Mid nineties. Yeah, I'm I'm an idiot. It was mid nineties, and uh, they are amazing. And they're still recording new music for some reason, even <laughs> though they attained perfection with their self-titled. Yeah, that's probably a fact. <laughs> Certainly not blue. No. This is their second album. No, no. Uh, it's a, a Never Let You Go. You remember that one? Yeah. Burp, 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 burp. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Every, you hum a few bars and everyone's like, oh, yeah. Awful. Um, <laughs> see, there's my son rushing in to announce. in the background. Yeah, what happened during the last uh, match of Smash Brothers that he just played. <laughs> But yeah, so that that uh, that sums up what's good with me. What's good with Greg? Oh boy, oh boy, I'm almost done with school. I'm legit almost done with school. Uh, like for good? You you, you make it sound yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'm gonna quit. No, yeah. I I still want to eat. Um, the uh, what's good with me is like all right. So I really hate it when people suggest that their jobs are more difficult than other people's jobs or mm-hmm. that they suffer through things that are more uh, strenuous than other people um, and uh, I, I don't I don't truck with that I would never do that and I think teachers too frequently fall into that yeah uh, but what I will say is we pack all of the hell into less time. Uh, and we get paid as if uh, we don't have 12-month jobs mm-hmm. for that. We get, uh, you know, we get paid as if we have, I guess, essentially at this point, we're working a little over 10 months. Yeah, a, a little, a little less than 10 months is what we're paid for. Ever so slightly less than 10 months, and uh, we, <laughs> in education. Uh, there are less and less supports. I mean, that's kind of been the trend. Uh, we, we just don't pay into uh, public education right now as a society, which is a series of decisions that we've made, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, as, as a group of human beings in this nation. But uh, we go through some things uh, that are horrible and either... We are not uh, paid enough, or uh, we work too long. I've decided, in spite of the fact that we we work less than most uh, human beings do in their jobs, uh, we still go through enough on a day-to-day basis to merit. Uh, either an increase in pay or a reduction in the number of hours we need to work. And uh, I am coming up on the end of that. We had our graduation ceremony last night, uh, which I also worked uh, for, by the way, extended pay for teachers if you work beyond the contract day, which everyone does. But if you actually do something where they're like, oh, yeah, we should compensate you because that is totally above and beyond. I make $11 an hour. Oh, really? 
I've I've heard it both. I think I've heard that both ways because like my wife gets paid um, like the hourly rate when they're like doing contract. Yeah, that is contract. Extended. Yeah, that's different. That's, yeah, so I get I mostly get paid extended. Oh, that sucks. And it's eleven dollars an hour, which is less than fifty percent of what I'm normally paid hour by hour. So uh, this turned into kind of a complaint fest, a bitch fest. Uh, which is a little bit of my intention because, like, I'm very tired and I'm just wanna, I just want to—I want to let it all out. But also, uh, it's done as of tomorrow mm-hmm. for like a month and a half, and uh, and then I'll start working again because I'm on a bunch of committees and shit where I'll be paid eleven dollars an hour yeah. uh, to work <laughs> basically full days. It's fine. I mean, it's the career that I chose. But I am going to go to California. Uh, in a day or two, uh, I'm going to see my family. I'm going to unplug a little bit. I am super excited. I'll be able to, for instance, in future episodes of the show for a small window of time, be able to give it more attention and think about what I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> before we launch into recording. I am so excited, uh, to be done. I love my job, but at this point in the year, if you know an educator, you know, maybe just give him a hug or buy him a drink because they are done. They are done. They are at their wit's end. Yeah, definitely buy those people a drink because, geez, I don't envy. I don't envy the position. You know, like people complain. You know, it was just like when I, you know, like when I worked at uh, cereal crops, there was no work during the summer, so they furloughed me. And then people would tell me like, "Oh, that must be nice." Yeah, it must be nice. You know, to being forced into an unpaid vacation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and yeah, I. That's- and that's education. We're paid for the time that we work, not for the summer. Yeah, exactly. We are not paid for the summer. No. We get paid in the summer if you choose to. Exactly, yes. No, that, it's the same with my wife where she gets um, – uh, I don't even – it's not even an option. She doesn't get paid during the summer. You have to work um, if you want to continue getting paychecks during the summer. Um, summer school is yeah. always an option and it's, it's, a, it's kind of – at least in Sun Prairie, it's a tasty option, but it's still – um, optional and you do not get paid during the summer yeah. if you're yeah they but. finally bumped up the rates in my district as well which uh of course it's the first year that i it was like i can't do summer school anymore it's not worth it because the pay is so low yeah i'll schedule a vacation during summer school instead <laughs> and then this year they bumped up the pay and it was just like i was like double birds like <laughs> fuck y'all <laughs> But it's fine. It's totally good. It's not like I'm hurting for money. I just, I mean, everybody knows that. They want to feel appreciated for what they do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of the time, and I think I've talked about this on the show sometimes, but I'll I'll tell strangers, oh, yeah, I'm a teacher in a public school. I work with, uh, like, at-risk students. And they'll be like, oh, thank you for what you do. And I'll be like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Society doesn't value me, so stop it. Like, stop paying me lip service. (laughs) Like, I... The, the thank yous don't pay my bills. Yeah. You asshole. Yeah. And th- like, those comparisons are always so unpleasant. You know, I'm sure, you know, like, this isn't a great comparison, but, like, veterans feel kind of the same way. Where, like, mm-hmm. they get a lot of empty thank yous, you know. I think it's, I think it's public service. I yeah. Think, I think uh, people in, military, in the military service are doing a different kind of public service. People in the police and fire are doing a different kind of public service. And educators do you know, a lot of public service mm-hmm. and we're all compensated about the same for yeah. what we put in. Yeah. This bullshit. But again, 
that's the that's the one allure to public service is you get to you get to do public service. You get to know that your work is is doing something positive, and that's uh, that's how they keep get us to keep coming back. I think. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems less and less worth it. Worth it every uh, every following week. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you work for the the government. Yeah, I, I I kind of I I'm kind of in an advantage because I work for like an entity that is con- I guess we're contracted by the government or we work for the state, something like that. Ugh. All right, so that that turned a little bit sour. <laughs> that was not my intention. Um, what I what my true intention was was to just talk about how grateful I am that it's summer. It's gorgeous outside. I'm on my patio. Yeah, I'm looking at my tomato plants. I'm drinking a beer. I got citronella candles going. Um, I'm, I feel wonderful. I'm, I'm almost on a two-week-long vacation. So actually, we could if this uh, this whole me phoning in thing works out, I could keep appearing on the show. We could do another one. Yeah, we can do another one. Maybe uh, if you go to a plan out like a night where I don't know. That'd be about a week from now. I'd probably be in uh, the Monterey Bay area, so I could. I could do something there. I bet there's a brewery around there that I could go to and just report out on it. Yeah, for sure. That'd so, be great. Maybe our hotel will have a patio or something I can record at. But, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, uh, why don't we move on to our next section? Yeah, let's get into it with the uh, the Willie Street Co-op Reader. Uh, the gift that keeps on giving. I yeah. do love this town. <laughs> um, so uh, the reader, the last two months, so the June and May issues, have not paid the kind of dividends that they normally do, but we still were able to, to dig up some pretty decent, uh, some hot gossip uh, about what's going on at the Willie Street Co-op. Um, the best one that I found is a, a little ditty called Heat on My Head. Wait. And it goes something like this, Josh. You ready for this bad boy? I think so. Today, this was Tuesday, April 4th, the uh, uh, submitter added in the old parenthetical at about 3.45 interestingly enough they don't specify AM or PM uh, <laughs> I walked into the Willie Street East store and was surprised to feel heat on my head <laughs> <laughs> the gas heater in the foyer pronounced foyer right? or foyer depending on foyer. how far north you're going uh, the gas heater in the foyer was on. The outside temperature was about. Josh, guess how hot it was outside. Oh, I would guess. I, I just a hint. Fahrenheit. Sixty-three. I'm sorry, Josh. No, it was fifty degrees. Oh. Fifty degrees. That can okay. feel chilly with a breeze. I don't know well, where no, this guy's I, coming uh, from. Apparently not, Josh. The outside temperature was about fifty degrees Fahrenheit. Probably warmer. <laughs> like he's looking at he's looking at a thermostat like it's 50 degrees out but it might be warmer than that yeah it's probably warmer that's like people that you know i think that they should check that uh, thermometer yeah because i feel it feels warmer that might that uh, must be what what flat earthers go through when they look at pictures of earth from space <laughs> it feels flat it feels flat it feels flatter <laughs> than that picture uh so it's, i i asked at the front desk if the heater could be turned off to conserve energy. 
This is a, this is a conscientious human being. <laughs> it's 50 degrees outside, you know, uh, warm enough where people are not going to turn into icicles. Yeah. It's still cool enough where if you were left out overnight, you might freeze to death. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But they're trying to conserve energy. Yeah. The staff person there paged for maintenance. By the Jeez. way, co-op has maintenance on apparently full time. That's amazing. Yeah, that is pretty crazy <laughs> for the size okay. of that grocery store. I feel like this uh, segment is an ongoing endorsement of how good this place is and how shitty the people, people are. Yeah. Are. <laughs> the leotard and beret wearing. <laughs> masses that shamble in there and demand, demand, demand with no right. <laughs> well, they're owners, Josh. They're yeah. members. So the staff person there pays for maintenance. A few minutes later, I spoke with a staff person who told me that the heater was solar powered. Holy shit. I said I did not believe that. <laughs> <laughs> this person apparently has a uh, doctorate in engineering where they're a maintenance no. person tells you, nah. <laughs> That's not how it works. But they apparently did take a look at it, and it is clearly labeled a gas heater. I told her if it was solar electric powered, I believed it would need more collectors than would fit on an entire roof. <laughs> Holy shit, this guy works in solar energy. Yeah. Uh, Sign, then, is it signed Al Gore? Yeah, it's just fucking Al Gore. It'd be amazing. If Al Gore watching, hello. There is heat are, on my head. Are you aware that there is heat on my head? <laughs> I am wearing sensible earth tones, and there is heat on my head. <laughs> Somewhere, a whale is in trouble. <laughs> so, she then told me that the heater was on a timer. Oh, she's changing her story. Well, yeah. Her story. This, you know, unreliable narrator. I can't. I'm not sure that this uh, this chick is to be believed. This this podcast is slowly becoming S Town for the, for <laughs> Willie Street Co-op. All right. So she told me the heater was on a timer and could not be adjusted. <gasps> Trump's America can't adjust our heaters anymore. No. I asked, and this, by the way, this is the first part that's in quotes. I asked, quote. No thermostat? Question mark. <laughs> Not a full sentence. He didn't. He didn't respect this woman. Apparently, no. she didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> then I left the store about four fifteen, or I'm sorry, when I left the store at about four fifteen, <laughs> the heater was on. <laughs> My God, spent a half an hour in there dealing with this. Yeah, and they didn't manage to turn the heater off. Um, and by the way, let's break this down here. At 3.45, he walks in. Yeah. There's heat on his head. All right? He goes to check the uh, thermometer. It's 50 degrees. He goes to ask the front desk person if they could turn the heater off. They phone a maintenance person. A few minutes later, they spoke with that staff person. <laughs> that whole conversation ensues where they go out and look at the heater. And then this person leaves at 4.15, which was a half an hour since they walked in, and the heater was still on. Did he, did he buy any what groceries? 
would the heater have had time to cool down if they had turned it off? Yeah. After all that. This is an amazing timeline. They should have been out there dumping bags of ice on it, apparently. Yeah. He had just enough time to, like, get the smug that he needed <laughs> before he, like, to, he just wanted to hear it power down so he could be like, ah, oh, <laughs> another manatee saved. <laughs> so, since our co-op prides itself on energy conservation, I hope someone would be concerned about this apparently unnecessary waste of, oh, here it is, fossil fuels. Mm. Perhaps you can explain why it is necessary to heat the foyer. <laughs> I just want somebody to, to dip their head into that uh, letter and be like, who keeps saying foyer out here? Stop saying foyer. <laughs> I wish they would have like corrected the spelling. And been <laughs> like, Actually, it's pronounced foyer. Yeah. So the response here, uh, essentially they apologize that someone was like, oh, it's probably solar heated. Yeah. Because they're like, obviously that's not correct, so we're sorry about that. We can't be responsible for whatever our, our uh, employees say at all fucking times, especially because they went out and looked at the heater with you and were clearly contrite yeah. when they discovered that it was not a solar heater. I feel like that would be my go-to line if I were, like, a, a low-level employee at Willie Street Co-op and someone asked me, like, are these papayas fair trade? I'd be like, they're solar-powered. <laughs> now go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, basically, what they come back to is, uh, in the spring and fall, and this is a quote, it is very difficult to find a happy medium with the thermostat setting. Yes. <laughs> That should have been the end of the letter, but it goes on and on and on. They're just kind of like explaining how temperatures work. Without the heater, front-end staff, who are not at liberty to move around to stay warm, would be blasted with air temperatures that are less than comfortable. <laughs> the thing that people have to realize is, like, a grocery store, just just on its own, just to, to, do, to have it have... Uh, on one side of the store, frozen stuff, and then the other side of the store, like refrigerated produce, and then in the middle of the store, it, you know, it's got to be between, you know, like 50, 50, 55 degrees, and it has to be below 80 degrees at all times. Otherwise, you risk spoilage of just regular old stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I love the audacity of a customer coming in and being like, hey, grocery store. Yeah. I know how to operate your fucking thermostat. <laughs> like, here's how you should do it. And I mean, like the guy, and it's the, the guy responding is actually shockingly not the customer service lady that always responds to letters, but it's uh, a gentleman, Jim from maintenance. <laughs> and he goes on to be like, "Also, we want to like melt the fucking snow off people's feet when they come in, mm -hmm. so it's not like tracking the fuck everywhere." Yeah. And there's uh, there's something about that too. Like when you come into a lot of big grocery stores, it, like air is always blasting, and I think there's a reason for that. Like in the end, you save money because like the regular air doesn't escape. Like you know what I'm talking about? Like the the sliding doors come across, and then something yeah. turns on and like creates a wall of hot air. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is to comp like so like the air in the store, like the regular old warm air, doesn't blow out the big old sliding doors as you're walking in. 
this is I, I, again it's just a human being <laughs> who doesn't understand what they don't understand yeah it's the the uh, this is going to be a little bit of history for the folks in the the the, the listening viewership but it's the rumsfeldian unknown unknown no. you remember yeah. that yeah Donald Rumsfeld, where they were talking about how Iraq, like, was just basically a clusterfuck. Whoa, er- he was like, Iraq, foyer, come on. Uh, yeah, that's right, Iraq. And he was just kind of like, uh, well, we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you invaded a country, <laughs> and that's your... <laughs> ah, we didn't know that we didn't know it was a bad idea to invade a country. <laughs> It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It is a gorgeous catch-all excuse. Yeah. Whenever you fuck up, you can be like, ah, I didn't know. That <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know I didn't know that. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love that. So anyway, that's uh, that's Madison for you. Yep. Uh, not knowing what they don't know. No. But the, the thing <laughs> is... Not, is not admitting it. Yeah. The audacity to come in and be like, I don't know anything about this, but I have something to say about it. <laughs> Well, should we uh, should we take a little pause here? Yeah, we should to, take uh, a get ready for the beer review, Joshua. Yeah, we should take a pause and get ready for the beer review. All right. All right. Take a shower, think about the time that we made love in the shower. Every time I drink that wine, I think about the time that I threw up in the shower. Memories might fade away. So it's time to make one today. I think about the time I took you out Miles to nowhere Every time I'm low on gas I think about the time that I ran out Miles to nowhere Memories might fade away So it's time to make one day About the free cake that we got in Minocqua. Every time I fish that lure, I think about the muskie that I caught in Minocqua. Memories might fade away. 
take a shower I think about the time that we made love In the shower The silver screams are now dream But your memory's the melody I sing In the shower Memories might fade away And so it's time to make one today And we are back And... We are uh, about to give you. Uh, uh, it's been a while since we've done kind of a trashier uh, macro, and I, we, we, me and Greg were harping over which Midwestern centric cheap lager we were going to do, and we were in between Milwaukee's best and old style. Greg, Greg can tell you what we ended up deciding on. Well, we ended up going with old style, and I love old style. Um, there's something very, uh, nostalgic about it. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a, a beer that, uh, among many sects, not least of which Cubs fans is quite popular. Yeah. Uh, I know that you can get it at Wrigley and, uh, oh, you can now. Is, yeah. You, I mean, that's the, the historic beer of Wrigley. Yes, that's true. I've heard arguments over whether it's Bud because Bud is like the money now, at Wrigley, but I didn't. I didn't know that you could still get old style there. Yes. Well, I haven't been there in a couple of years, but you could when I was there just a few years ago. So, but uh, it's it's a beer that uh, I think is, in my opinion, is an underrated uh, natural resource for a number of reasons. So, but Josh will probably go on to tell me that I'm horribly mistaken. But uh, I think it's fantastic. So, Josh, uh, what uh, what do you got for it? You know, um, I haven't had an old style since college, and I don't remember it being – it wasn't memorable at all. And I am just trying it again now for the first time in maybe eight years. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if it's um, the fact that the Cubs just won the World Series and – and uh, I hate the Cubs so much, but uh, you know th th it was they were due, and um, I'm glad that they more than no come on do, do they oh well, yeah they were due but did they deserve it I don't know but um, I yeah, I didn't know that um, until I was researching this beer um, earlier today that it was like a big Chicago thing and Helaman's um, the original brewery that made Old Style is kind of like a big. Um, still popular in Chicago, and uh, there's a lot. Heilman? Heilman's, Helaman's, something like that. Um, they don't they don't put that on the can anymore because it's made in. I think it is actually still made in Lacrosse. For a while, it wasn't. For a while, it was contracted out. Um, but I think in 2014 they moved it back solely to City Brewing in or City Brew House in Lacrosse. So it is kind of a. It's gone back to the. Midwestern centric, um, it's roots. it's roots, Josh. Yeah. It, it came back, uh, came back home, um, uh, uh, four or five years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm impressed, you know, like, uh, it, I would definitely place this right up there with hams and, uh, you know, uh, any of the big boys as far as, um, how clean it is and how, uh, drinkable. It is like there's no 
off flavors unless you really want to harp on, you know, it, it is an adjunct lager, so there's adjunct flavors, uh, mostly corn. But uh, no, it's actually quite nice. Um, you know, a little history, I think Helaman started in like 1902, and it traded hands like eight or nine times before 1994 when it was bought out by Pabst. And I still think it's like part of the Pabst family, but uh, it holds a special place because it's solely brewed, as far as we know, at um, that La Crosse, the city brew, city brewery in La Crosse. And uh, yeah, still really popular in Chicago and Wisconsin and the Dakotas. So uh, yeah, no, and I, I'm pleasantly surprised. I was hoping maybe we could have a funny takedown of a shitty um, off lager, but I don't know if that's going to happen now. Um, do you want me to run through my 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 little rundown? By all means. Yeah, uh, it pours a very pale. Um, clear yellow, like a lot of these um, big macro lagers do. Um, there is a at first, there's a nice luxurious white head um, that um, goes down to a uh, lacing. It laces the glass all the way down, and it leaves you know like a few bubbles, which is um, kind of surprising. You know, you'd like to think that these companies are cutting these lagers with lots of corn, and there's still some malt, and you get a little bit of malt. In the aroma malt, grassier end of hops, um, and the corn is definitely there. Um, it's not as corny as, say, Michelob or, uh, gosh, what's another corny one? Blatz. Um, but it's definitely an adjunct. The nice thing about it and the thing that I really like about it is it has a strong lager yeast character. It's very distinct which I really like. So you like, you know that they're definitely letting this sit for a little bit and uh, it's very crisp and refreshing, um, uh, light bodied. I wouldn't go so far to call it very light, but it's a light bodied, um, American lager. And, uh, I gave it a 33, which is probably one of the higher, um, macro lager scores that I've given out in recent memory. Yeah. What was hams at? Do you remember? You gave hams a real good rating. I, I want to say maybe 36, you know, and, and if we did a side by side, um, old style would be in the running. You know, if we if we put together, you know, a Ham's Schlitz um, old style old Milwaukee lineup, it would be in the running. It'd be very difficult, I think. The when we were when we were younger, old style made a push. Yes. To advertise. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. My they had TV spots. Yep, my dad had an old style T-shirt, and I always used to think that because he had that T-shirt, that was like his favorite beer. But I, I right. think, yeah, I don't. I think uh, he probably got it for free at a minor league baseball game or something like that. <laughs> do you remember what their slogan was? No, I don't. I do, and uh, I'm going to ask you a science question. All right. After I tell you this, all right. So their slogan was, old style, it's the only beer in some category, I don't know what the fucking category was, but that is authentically croisoned. Oh, okay. So Josh, what is croisoning and is old style croisoned? So I believe croisoning is where you, um, so there's maybe two explanations, but the, the, the most 
um, the one that I hear the most is when you take uh, like a yeast uh, sample from the last of the previous batch of the same beer and then use that as the pitch for the next beer. And then also I think the Kreuzen is um, sometimes that's what you call like when um, primary fermentation is happening and you get that uh, frothy, bubbly stuff on top. That stuff I think is sometimes called the Kreuzen. Um, so you want to know if, if it's authentically croisoned or yeah, like what I, I do, uh, that's answer the question. It's a simple question, Josh. So no, that's not a thing. An authentic croisin. I mean, I think maybe they're implying that other beers don't ferment at all. And they just like throw distilled malt liquor into like a beer like sauce and call it beer. I don't know what they're trying to say with that. It's just it's just a buzz phrase, I think. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the yeah. So there, there's um, one definition is the foamy um, goop that forms on top during um, an active fermentation. Maybe they mean it's a really active fermentation. Well, I think what they're really trying to say is like, here's a word that people don't know, but it sounds <laughs> it sounds legit. So, as I was uh, as I was asking you this, I looked it up, uh, and uh, Urban Dictionary has has a definition for us, which I appreciate. And they they go by fully croisin. Okay. So I do apologize if authentically was not the appropriate uh, uh, prefix or whatever the fuck. But so they don't stop so, fermentation, like uh, you know, like before it, it reaches terminal gravity, they're like, "That's enough." Fully croisin. Yeah. So uh, the definition on Urban Dictionary, so by all means take that as you will, Heilman's old-style beer once advertised itself as fully croisoned. Croisoning is a brewing process of naturally carbonating beer by adding a little fresh fermenting beer to the okay. product yeah. and letting it finish out in an airtight environment so that the CO2 which is produced is absorbed into the liquid. While legitimate in origin, the term became associated with drinking too much beer. <laughs> Most commonly heard in Chicago, Wisconsin, and other parts of the U.S. Midwest, where old style is most available and popular. Yep. And their example of using, I love this, because they're a real dictionary. They have an example of the word being used in a sentence. Dad downed a a six-pack before halftime of the Packers game. (laughs) He ranted about Favre. Uh, excuse me, he rants about Favre when he's fully croisin. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I, I, that that in my mind is like the the um, third definition where you um, essentially like like what Spotted Cow and a lot of other breweries claim where it's um, naturally carbonated. Carbonated, yeah. You know, um, and I don't, I don't, I highly doubt that they still do that if they ever did. Um, you know, like it wouldn't pour this clear. You'd have to pour old style, like a homebrew and no one would know that. And the moment, you know, the moment with a, with a macro lager, someone pours it out and it's cloudy. They're like, well, time to strip, switch brands. This is gross. Like that's right. not, this is not what beer looks like. Right. I don't, I don't drink Coca-Cola because it tastes like Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's a it's a decent lager, and I'm actually pouring it out of um, their uh, collector cans, t- collector tall boys, and uh, 
emblazoned on the side is the 20 cents fireman's axe uh, uh, poster and it says um, per commemorative case goes directly towards supporting local firefighters 20 cents per commemorative case goes towards supporting local firefighters focused on charities in Illinois, Wisconsin, and Indiana. So, you know, they're still pretty homebound, and, you know, I don't know how effective that campaign is. I don't know, uh, I don't know two people that regularly drink old style, so. 20 cents per case? 20 cents per case. And it's a cheap-ass case, because it, uh, How much was the case? Uh, a case of old style was, I didn't buy a whole case, um, would be... Nine ninety nine. So a case of Tall Boys was ten dollars. Said two percent. Oh no, a twelve pack. So I think the case they're referring to is actually a twelve pack. It's not a case. Okay. Twelve, twelve Tall so Boys. Donating two percent of profit. Yeah, two percent. That's not you know not, not terrible. Two percent of two percent of, uh, of revenue. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's not bad. That's better than uh, whatever that Amazon Smile thing that they keep on telling me to use is. Yeah. Speaking of which, we have an Amazon link on our website where uh, instead yeah, of... Yeah, you should use our Amazon link, yeah, fucker. Instead of going uh, and trying to give your money to, you know, some bogus charity, you could just uh, hand it on over to us. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I uh, I like it a lot. So uh, I, I, I can't say I like it a lot. I was very pleasantly surprised that uh, it's as good as it is. It's definitely in the running, um, you know, for these kind of unique, uh, basic loggers that come the, out of the best of the worst. Yeah, best, best, of the, best of the worst. It's in running for best of the worst, you know. And like the East Coast has beers like this too, you know. Like it's 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 uh, an analog to your Yinglings and your. Um, uh gosh what's the other the other family or supposedly family owned one down there oh no that one got bought out i can't can't remember sam adams <laughs> yeah no but yeah sam adams is you know at this point kind of in that family um you know they're still they still produce crazy um craft end beers but they're so big now that uh they're uh you could consider Sam Adams lager, you know, a regional lager. But yeah, so Greg, I have some questions for you if you if you care oh. to elaborate on this uh Midwestern gem or Midwestern, I guess, diamond in the rough, you could maybe call it. Hit me. All right. If uh I guess it's now it's at Pap, I don't know who, what to call it. Let's just call it old style. I I would try to put the brewery in there, but uh, I guess it's City Brewing and Lacrosse. But if Old Style were a famous stock car racer, which stock car racer would it be? Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle. <laughs> nice. That's a deep pull. We, by by the way, uh, dear fans, I think me and Greg, between the two of us, could probably name eight five. eight stock no, car five. racers. Five. Let's let's hammer them out right now. Dale right. Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yep. Jeff, uh, Gordon. Jeff Gordon, Matt Kenseth from hey Wisconsin crowd. Yeah. You, every, uh, who's that? Who's that guy that murdered that guy? Uh, I don't know. Tony Stewart. Oh, Tony, Tony Stewart. Stewart. Uh, Danica Patrick. <laughs> the end. <laughs> 
I think. Probably. Did Mario yeah. did Mario Andretti ever race stock cars? No. He also no. raced cars. I don't know. But yeah. So okay, yeah, so that's a deep pull. That's one that I maybe wouldn't have thought of. Why why Dick Trickle and not Jeff Gordon? Uh his name's hilarious. Okay. It, this is kind of uh you know, like a um it's kind of a like just with, like with Old Milwaukee, it's kind of a funny piece of Wisconsinania or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's a it's a weird offshoot. Um, another thing I found when I was looking into Helaman's, Helaman's is also the company that did Colt 45. Oh, and they got into a lot of trouble because they made a beer and it had a ridiculous name, like, like power blaster or something like that. And they were trying to like get into the big malt liquor, um, company or the big, the big malt liquor game, you know, like the 7% alcohol plus, and they got into trouble with the state government because it was super clear that they were, like, purely advertising to, like, the urban um, uh, demographic and uh, maybe even youth. Like, with the, the name, it was, like, Power Top or something like that. I, I got to look it up because it's... I guess that's better than Power Bottom, unless you're into that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah, so, no, so Helaman's back in the day... Um, they were trying to produce a new malt liquor, and it was called Power Master. It was 7.5, which was like a huge, like a big beer for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they um, got in trouble, and they were sued by a couple of state governments because they were like clearly trying to like wedge their way into the like the urban market, and it was like kind of borderline. Like they were trying to like sell this stuff to kids. Because it was just like audacious yeah. advertising and just calling something Power Master. Well, and and these these the state governments who didn't see a problem with Joe Camel. Yeah, they were like, yeah, of course, everyone loves a, a cartoon camel wearing a leather jacket selling yeah. carcinogenic uh, inhalant. So uh, I, I gotta hand it to Heilemans and and some of the stuff that they try. But you know, like Colt Forty Five, you gotta love those. Um, uh, who who was there? It was the the um the guy that played um Lando Calrissian. Just Google Lando and Colt forty five, and you'll get some some boss advertisements <laughs> from like the seventies and early eighties. Yeah, Billy D. Williams was the main endorser of Colt forty five. So you kind of know where that marketing department was going back then. It was it was urban Chicago for sure, <laughs> and uh, you know kind of sad, but yeah, it's kind of. In retrospect, those advertisements were silly. But yeah, so I got a couple more questions for you. This, this is an oldie but a goodie. We've done it once before. If Old Style were a Civil War general, which Civil War general would it be? Hooker. Hooker? Yeah. He was a... Uh, um, he was a Union general. Oh, okay. Who Hooker, hookers are named after Oh yeah, as they as they like went through the South, they'd follow him around. Yeah, yeah. they'd follow his men around. That's right. All right, I don't think that needs any further explanation. Um, yeah, that was that was the why. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if Old Style were a character from Rick and Morty, the Dan Harmon tune, yep. Which character embodies Old Style the most? Uh, we're gonna go with uh, Squanch. Squanchy. Squanchy. Yeah. Yep. Squanchy the Squanch. Any 
any care to elaborate or just just like everything everything is squanch and that's like it's so generic yet it offers uh, certain advantages and nuance yeah and that is uh, old style yeah and it's old a, style is is nothing if not squanchy okay all right um let's see here if uh, old style were a uh, hotel catered food so like the kind of food that you eat at like a, a work conference or what have you yeah. If old style were like one of those trays or those, what do you call those, where they put the little waxy thing that makes it hot for maybe like 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of those. If it were, if it were one of those foods, which food would it be? All right, so I'll do my explanation up front here, uh, which might help me work my way to the answer. Uh, so it is, it is going to be something that is generic and an already generic uh, thing. Yeah. So you're, you're hanging out. In a like a, a like a a hotel catered wedding, yeah, or something like that. Like it's pretty, pretty sad. No, do it. I'm there. I'm there. My youngest, yeah. my youngest sister had her wedding at uh, one of the one of the, um, uh, I would say nicer hotels in Madison, but like not a downtown nice hotel. And sure. and you had to go with the hotel's food. So like even if you spent the most money that they like mm-hmm. would allow, you were still I think only spending like thirty one dollars per plate or something like that. So right, so that exactly. puts you in that place, yeah. But it's uh, it's something that I would still eat. Oh yeah. Okay, so you're talking the most generic of the most generic. Yet I still am kind of like, oh, okay. Oh yeah. If they got that, I'll spoon that onto my plate. So I'm gonna go with cheesy hash brown. Nice, yes. Like it like it's got to be a potato dish. Yeah. That's, that's the only generic food where I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> like okay. Yeah. So, some sort of cheesy hash brown cheesy potato dish. It could be it could I guess it could be like potato skins or something, but I I like the cheesy hash browns cuz that's something that they usually make and and mass. And uh, I'll eat it. I'll eat it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, like cheesy hash browns or some sort of acceptable, not goopy potato right. dish. You don't you don't feel great eating it, but you're like, I like this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm. It's not making me a better person, but I'll eat it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna think like um, this is a rarity, but if they do like a mac and cheese or like a cheesy pasta, and you put your spoon sure. into the colander. Right, and you pull the spoon up, and individual noodles will still like fall off the spoon. Mm. Th- that's a winner. Yeah, I feel like that's an old style right there. If you put it in and it's just like porridge, that's a no. That's a oh, uh. oh we got a, we got a rainbow in my backyard. Oh, yeah. very special. We have some storm clouds, but none of them are producing rain where I'm at right now. It is. It's a pretty. It's a nice day. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be able to walk down um, to the union for a meeting today, and we got to watch the uh, the the uh, students that got left behind sit out and uh, watch the lake for a little bit. Then I had to go back to work. But oh, the rain is the rain is actually starting now. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's raining on the west side. Can you hear it? Yeah, sort of. The listeners might be able to hear it. 
I hear I hear us. Then they may have been able to hear me eating pizza earlier. <laughs> Probably yes, that as well. Um, <laughs> all right, I I got uh, I got one more question for you about this uh, Midwestern gem. Okay. One of my favorite movies of all time is Gladiator. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a, a few, like obviously, key characters that do 98% of the talking. Um, so, but my question is, if if uh, Old Style were a uh, character, main or secondary or tertiary, which character would Old Style be in the Academy Award winning Gladiator? Okay. Um so it's not one of the main players because nobody no. really drinks old style as a go to. No. I feel uh, I feel like your Russell Crowe would be like a maybe a Rodenbach or a uh maybe even like a a uh top the axe man. Yeah, it'd be something great. Yeah. And even even uh 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 what's his dick? Uh uh Commodus? What Joaquim. Oh yeah would be would be something like very uh, polished mm-hmm. and interesting yeah maybe uh, like a, a perennial beer i could imagine commodus as being like uh perennials uh uh Cizan offering yeah um i'm gonna go with uh who was uh russell crowe's like second the guy that like was his uh Servants or whatever. He has a giant facial scar. The German um, guy? No, no, no. He has. A, he he was the guy that like was not in prison. Oh. But he would like like find Russell Crowe in prison. He was eventually murdered. He was he was uh, he was then later in Sons of Anarchy. Whoever the actor was, uh, he just has a giant facial scar, and he was Russell Crowe's servant. Yeah, I remember him, and I can picture the. Actor too, yeah. Uh, and I could I could find it because I know he was in Sons of Anarchy as well, and he had like a major role in that. But uh, he was he was always there. He wasn't that interesting, but he was loyal, and he was always there for Russell. Yeah. Uh, and eventually, he ended up getting killed by some far superior uh, individuals. And that's what would happen to old style. Like it would be it would be slaughtered. Yeah, by any superior uh, beer in a taste test. But uh, it was there. It was there, and uh, I continue to go back to it, even knowing maybe maybe it doesn't provide the best work, but uh, it's reliable. It is reliable, and that's what I appreciate about old style. And it's a. Uh, did we talk about what it's? technically classified as i think i've seen it classified as like a a cream ale does that does that count um so yeah so we've talked about it as maybe in the past being considered a cream ale um these days i mean like i rated it as a pale american lager just a standard american um these days as a cream ale it's missing some of the characteristics that you'd normally associate it with Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how. I mean, it wouldn't rate that much worse because it's already you know a thirty-three is still kind of a middling score. But the way that my score system works, a lot of these um, big macros aren't you know like aren't going to score that well. So like a thirty-six is pretty dang good 
for um, a, a, a middle-of-the-range beer, you you kind of want to expect that um, the big boys are going to do a little bit better. And then the crafty guys that you know, I can put a little bit more oomph into uh, the yeast and um, underlying characteristics um, are going to have scores, you know, in the up in the forties, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a side by side, all of these, um, your paps, your blats, your schlitz and, and so on are going to score c- kind of around the same middling area. But yeah, I think, um, originally, maybe even as far back as the seventies, you could go ahead and call this a cream ale. Um, just yeah. not, not these days. I mean, some of the characteristics are there. Like it does have, um, you know, like uh, corn is is or or some adjunct character is kind of a characteristic of an American cream, but there's other stuff that it just doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it is a, a pretty good um, American standard lager, um, for what it's worth. You know, considering you can get a a a, a twelve pack of tall boys of this for $10 or a case of it, I think for like uh 1699 or something like that. So pretty good. Pretty good. And it gives you like one of those drill bit hangovers. <laughs> like, you know, the end of the movie pie. Yes. That's the kind of hangover. That's, you get. that's the kind of hangover you get from it. Well, maybe I'll slow down on this second <laughs> Uh, tall boy in that case. Um, so yeah, that's the long and short of it for, uh, old style. It's, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to say it's something that I would seek out, but if you're trying to decide between, um, you know, like the second tier macro stuff, like your Keystone light and your, uh, high life light, or maybe, maybe even high life. I don't know. I'd like to do maybe a side by side. And include High Life, because that's one of the standard Americans. I, I, I would suspect that uh, Old Style would beat out High Life. It could, yeah. It definitely could. It's definitely one to consider. And uh, Helaman's makes another a couple other beers that are maybe worth considering um, for our show, like Special Export and Ooh, uh, Special, special X. Yeah, Special X and Special X Light. And, uh, you know, we, we haven't done a malt liquor yet, but, uh, Colt 45 is up there. The Colt 45 might be a holding of Miller Coors now, but, uh, the history is still there. That, little... that would have to be a very special episode yeah. for me to review malt liquor. Yeah. A, a very special and contained episode <laughs> to get our, our wives to like lock the door behind us. <laughs> Don't let me in, no matter what I say, yeah. how hard I beg. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. cool. What do, what do we have to? Who do we have to thank, Josh? We have uh, a few musicians to thank. Um, thank you to the Cork and Bottle String Band and uh, the Whiskey Farm and Horseshoes and Hang Renees for providing us with our music. As always, um, the Whiskey Farm still has big news. Um, go to their uh, website www.thewhiskeyfarm.com. And uh, check them out. They have a release coming up soon, a release party and a release concert um, to ensue later in June. Um, The album is called uh, The Resistance, and 
Uh, they haven't released any samples yet, so I don't have anything. I'm going to email them and see if we can maybe play a sample or a full song from the album um, on the air next episode. I believe it'll be done. Um, it'll be out of the studio at that point and uh, ready to um, sell. Uh, otherwise, um, you can uh, contact us if you'd like to suggest a beer or if you'd like to uh, maybe just suggest a topic or a segment or if you have any ideas for the show. Uh, we are at josh at likefuncast.com or greg at likefuncast.com. Um, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Um, like us, rate and subscribe. Um, that helps us out a lot. And uh, if you care to go to our website, we have an Amazon link that helps us out a little bit financially. If you click on the link and shop as you normally would, we get a little kickback. Um, and I'm currently I'm working on figuring out how to do uh, a uh, PayPal link so you can buy uh, a reader on the show. So if in the next couple of um, episodes, you will be able to um, shoot us, you know, I, I think we're probably going to go for like 20 bucks for an individual, if you want to announce something on the show, um, you kick us 20 bucks. We'll read uh, whatever you want us to say. We'll say it. And uh, if you... I'm not, I'm not endorsing that. I won't necessarily <laughs> say whatever you want me to say. So maybe $15 if you want me to read it. Yeah, okay. And uh, otherwise, if you're a, a small business um, or uh, you know something that is not... Um, directly beer related so you know i don't want uh new glaris or whomever um buying time on the show but if you're a homebrew shop or a liquor store or um something that's like at least one tier removed from beer um you're welcome to give us twice that amount whatever we decide it'll be on the link and you'll be able to uh do a little advertisement we'll do a live read for you um so that's the the new news and all of our plugs so uh uh, that's that pretty much wraps it up for me. You All got right. got any last uh, last uh, messages to send to the listenership, Greg? Uh, well, you know, today I was uh, I was wandering through uh, the grocery the grocery the groceria, and uh, you found some was, beer salt. Uh, what did you find? Did you find some beer salt? I didn't, <laughs> and I won't. <laughs> And I don't know what that is, but I will say that uh, I, I was I was finding myself drawn towards the liquor section, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, I took a moment to just stroll through the aisles and to soak it in. And I knew that I couldn't have any, but I felt a little bit more at home just being around all the bottles. <laughs> and uh, I guess. You know, I wasn't I wasn't able to have anything, so I wasn't having a full-on good time. But I, I guess I was having something approaching that. Something um, maybe like fun.
Bye.